0: It is your job to get all the information, right? And never worry about being annoying when it comes to asking more questions and to finding out more about what you and your client need to know. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. It's level up time. Are you ready to level up?
1: Level, 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 level up.
0: <laughs> I don't think we've ever said, Are you ready to level up? I feel like we're doing a commercial for our own podcast to start our podcast.
1: That's right.
0: I don't really like that as a slogan. Seems really. Level, cheesy. level,
1: level, level, level up. Well, no,
0: well, that's our song. You pull it off. <laughs> oh. You sound like totally a professional recording artist, but I meant yeah. the Are you ready to level up? <laughs> that's true. Oh, man. I can't hear my voice because I'm wearing headphones right now, but it feels really raspy. It feels like I'm talking like through my throat. I'm like a mm. frog right now. Does that sound like <laughs> that to you?:
1: A little bit, but that's okay. It is. It's all good. makes you sound, I don't know, like a grizzled like, vet. Like, like, a, grizzled. like a
0: frog, like a grizzled frog. That's okay. That's yeah, <laughs> a grizzled vet. We're out there in the <laughs> trenches. Real estate is so rough we're going to get through this. All right. So fall through. Oh my God. Yeah. Most realtors probably sound like this right now. I can't (laughs) deal. I can't deal. So what are we going to talk about today? You want to count us in
1: doing it right now? Um, okay. So (laughs) we're talking about making assumptions in real estate with our clients, with the people that we work with and, Dangers that we can fall into when we do make assumptions. So yeah, wanted to get into that. So let's get started. Let's go. Uh,
0: Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Yeah, I I I think it's fair to say, although I'm making an assumption here, that everybody in this industry is making assumptions constantly. Like this is really it's it's a cornerstone of our business, is you need to have foresight, you need to be able to have some insight into what is going to happen, which is just another way of saying what I just said, which is foresight. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a way to do it. And I think there's a limit to the amount of assumption making we should do because of the consequences of going too far into thinking we know what's going on in other people's minds. And I hope that we're able to dive in this, in this episode into more than just the things we think about our clients, but also the things that agents think about other agents, about, the market, and then also into the assumptions other people make about us, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is just the world we're in right now is people rely on things like social media and and stuff that they see and hear and fill in the blanks themselves. Sometimes they're right, Right. often they're not. And Mm -hmm. that can have some pretty big consequences when it comes to getting deals done for your clients.
1: That's right. Yeah. So I think we can start with clients ourselves, like just working with them and and the assumptions that we typically make. And I I find one mistake that I can make sometimes is just assuming that clients know the process of real estate, Um, not necessarily buyers, because I feel like we've got a lot of material and information directed towards first-time homebuyers. But the seller's part is the part that I find I gloss over quite a bit. And I work with a lot of first time home sellers that really have no idea how the process works. And arguably that process is probably even more confusing for those clients versus uh, being a first time home buyer. So uh, really taking a step back, and with something that I've started to ask people when I meet with them um, on a listing presentation is: this, is this is is this your first time selling your home? Um, and when they do say yes, then obviously my conversation completely switches to, "Well, this is how the process works," kind of thing, and going more into detail versus glossing over, you know, the things that you think they already know.
0: Yeah, well, and I think that's going to be a big theme of this whole episode is when you're making assumptions, they got, they have to be rooted in some sort of fact finding on your end. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the direction to take people once you have the answers, but if you don't know, ask the question. Um, And so, yeah, like I I had a meeting yesterday with uh, a seller and I know his, um, his personality is very far from a know-it-all. He's not a know-it-all, but he's a proud guy and a smart guy. And I think it's important that the tone of the way you dig for information plays to the personality of the person that you're with, right? So rather than saying flat out, here's how everything works. A lot of the stuff he did know. He's a first-time home seller, but he knows some of these things. So playing the assumption card in a question kind of a way is a way to make a lot of people comfortable in situations like that. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm sure you already know this or like, let me know, stop me. If you've heard this before, cause I know that you've had some experience with yada, yada, yada. Right. Mm-hmm. But without being able to cover those bases and like you said, jumping right into, okay, we're going to get this listed on Tuesday. The stager is going to be here that this, you know, there's people who don't know what these things are. And yeah. uh, even though you're providing the service that is top notch and the product is going to be fine, in some cases, the detriment here is they don't even realize the good service you're providing them because they're just smiling and nodding and don't even realize what it is you're saying to them.
1: Well, think about yourself and how often when somebody talks about something that you're not sure about, like how often do you actually ask them for clarification? Like for me, I just pretend like I know what they're talking about a lot of times. And so it's, it's not good because your clients are potentially doing that as well. And it's not all it's the danger of assumptions is what happens in a few weeks' time or a month from now when you thought you were all on the same page because you assumed they understood and then something happens, maybe you bring in an offer that is lower than their expectations. and all of a sudden you're in, you're in a situation where you're you're not in agreement on something. So it can lead to a lot of confusion and frustration and inefficiency and in getting your job done as a result.
0: Yeah. Like this, this is a job as much or more than any other job where covering your bases to the nth degree is crucial. Like you need to, even the stuff you think is a given or the stuff that's never happened to you. It's, it hasn't happened to you because either you got lucky or because you've covered your bases to prevent it from happening. Right. And it's not always deal fall through kind of stuff. It's things like you're talking about. Um, again, here's, here's a situation from yesterday. We're talking through things and we talked about staging and he knew what staging was. And we talked about all the services, Um, but about an hour in, like, and, and this was, you know, it was a good conversation. This wasn't just me pitching for an hour, but an hour in, we were kind of wrapping up and all good to go. And he had this uncomfortable look on his face. And at the end he goes, so I'm just, my only concern is how much is this staging going to cost me? Mm, Yeah. And I assume that he knew that was included in my services. Right. Right. But that was, I guess, you know, the wrong assumption to make because he hasn't sold with someone who staged his house before and figured this is going to be a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm paying this guy for his service, but he's a real estate agent, right? He's not the stager. He's talking about bringing somebody else in who's going to cost money And all he was thinking while I was talking, he probably glossed over for 20 minutes of our talk like you do when I'm talking for 20 minutes in a row. And he was just kind of staring and probably thinking, like, how do I tell this guy I don't want to spend five grand for staging? Right. Right. Where if when I mentioned that it was as simple as a and that's included in my service.
1: Yeah. Or it's just I think for for everyone, it's about just asking a ton of questions Mm -hmm. and Building your, not your script, but what you say around all of those answers. And, you know, perfect example, right before this podcast, I got a phone call from an agent who was talking about this condo building I'm showing in a couple of days. And I said to her, I, yeah, I'm familiar with the building. I've sold the unit in the building a couple of years ago she she didn't even listen to me. She just kept going on this rant. Well, here's where the parking is. Here's the status certificate. This is all the stuff you should know. And I'm like, like, I already know this. Like, why are right. you telling me this? So it's about asking questions, but equally listening to the answer and making sure you're continuing the conversation. There's nothing more frustrating than somebody that doesn't listen to your answer and goes into this thing where you already know the answer to it. Like,
0: stop 100%. doing that. Listen. A question listen. is completely useless. Without yeah. why are you asking the question? You're not doing it because in a past episode we said questions are important. Yeah. Or 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 letting them talk more is important. Why are we letting them talk? Because we're gathering information yeah. to allow this should- relationship to grow.
1: Yeah. They should be talking more than you should be. You're you're talking like, that's the rule. Number one rule, (laughs) right? The more, the more they talk, um, the more you're going to reveal about them and their motivation and and where they want to be. And the more you're going to have a better relationship with them because you're going to know them on a much better level than anybody that just goes off and does this presentation in front of them, just talking about how good they are.
0: Well, that's it. There's a very easy transition from assumption to knowledge, Mm -hmm. like from assumption to fact. Yeah, And that is your ability to ask a question and listen to the answer, right? No one will ever be mad at you for asking more questions. Yeah. Right. I can't think of a situation. Like, I mean, you, you don't want, and, and I'll pull yeah. back on that. You don't want an hour of you going through a questionnaire and like, right. these are blatant things, yeah. or you don't want to be asking the same question three times because you failed to listen the first two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But the example that you put forward there, like nothing grinds my gears like that. Nothing grinds my gears. And I'm using clean language now because when I first overheard it, my language was different. But nothing gets me going more well, than just, somebody.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I know I'm another agent, so you care less about what I think or how I'm, I'm it, interpreting okay. what you're saying. But That's another but. assumption,
0: though. But in this case, that In this case, that was true.
1: But... Th- the more, the better relationship you can have with the other agent. even just starting off, like who knows, maybe my clients love it and they want to make an offer. But now my interpretation or my assumption of this agent is that she doesn't listen. She's going to be challenging to work with and I'd rather not work with her. So even when you're having conversations with other agents, you have to give them the same respect as well. Ask the question, have you sold in this building or are you familiar with the building? Yes, I am. Okay, then I won't go into these
0: things unless you want me to. Right, unless uh, unless you have questions. Yeah, Like exactly. You can tell somebody what your assumption is based on the information right. you've gathered and let them correct you, right? Yeah. Okay, great. You have, then I'm going to assume you know everything there is to know. Cool. And if you've got yeah. questions, ask me.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, and if you then say, well, you know, it was two years ago and I'm not too sure about this or if I've got questions, I'll ask you. You've given them a reason to have a safe assumption going forward, right? Like that has turned an assumption into fact. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like ask questions. This is going to be the answer to every single part, every scenario we might introduce now. You get through it by finding out more information. Like an assumption is just a way to fill in the blanks for things that you don't know. So the more you know, the tighter that assumption is, right? Because there's less you need to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And another danger that I think a lot of us fall into is when working with buyers, we don't take the time to do more of a a meeting, like listing presentations, like require you to go to their house typically and have a meeting with them and discuss their motivation and all that kind of stuff. Whereas with buyers, a lot of us can jump right into just the showing process without taking a step back and recognizing what it is you're looking for. What's your budget? Have you been pre-approved? Do you know anything about this process? Do you know how crazy the prices are or how things are priced and how that all works out in the grand scheme of things? So all of these things are things that get overlooked when you jump right into showings with your potential buyer.
0: There you are. Yes, those are, those <laughs> Can are- you hear all. me? I heard you until you stopped talking and froze, but okay. yes, I, ca- I caught most of it.
1: Okay. Cause your, your face the whole time was just frozen. And so wow, he's, he's sitting very still.
0: <laughs> no, I was not sitting still. I was frozen. No. And this is the peril of zoom. Yeah, But uh, uh, you know what, the next time I see your screen freeze, I'm just going to move really emphatically just so that you could see I'm still alive, even though okay. you're not moving. Um, but yes, I think we were talking about buyers in this case and people who, you know, we need to know more information. I think this is the biggest reason with everything we're talking about in this industry. And I will go out there and say, versus any industry, we talk all the time about the limited information we're allowed to have, right? The way that it goes, especially in the market we're in where things are hidden and they're allowed to be hidden and you're only given a certain amount of detail. It's incumbent on us to get as much information from both sides as possible to be able to put together an expectation and, and get deals done because our goal here is to provide the service to our client, to build a strong relationship, to give them a great experience and ultimately to make more money. And all that only happens if you can connect the dots in a way that's efficient and accurate Um, and also not put them out. If you're working with a buyer and you don't have enough information and you just assume we need to, blow the doors off with an offer that's obscene to win you could be doing your client a disservice like look at the Mm -hmm. market right now yeah a lot of sellers are expecting huge numbers because that's what they want because that's what they've seen they've seen 20 percent increases like month over month and their neighbor just sold for this but that's not what the market's saying right now it doesn't mean as a buyer agent we need to just go in there and say i'm assuming they're expecting 200,000 more than it's worth. So if we don't bid that, we're not going to get it or, yeah, or,
1: I'm ass- or I'm let's assuming, not see it. Or I'm assuming the seller and their agent know what the market is like now. And so they're going to be open to accepting lower offers right. when really their expectation is still in line with what we were seeing a few weeks ago.
0: Right. And so. And you're going to walk into completely different scenarios with each one you go to, especially in a situation like we're in right now, because Buyers have been forever frustrated or for the last couple of years, like this is just a tough time. We're coming up to a point where there's now some opportunity for buyers for a multitude of reasons, but also on the border of it becoming tougher for them again on the economic side of things with interest rates and all that. So it's a weird gray area, but then you've got sellers who have been riding a wave. Some of them continue to ride it. Some of them are seeing that, oh crap, stuff isn't selling as quick. And like you said, it's on their agents to help educate them and to not assume that their buyers are aware of what's happening, Mm -hmm. right? But for us, on whatever side of the transaction, we can't just feel like everybody else knows what we know. Yeah. Right. And and that's where the danger is. You need to ask the questions. We need to now, we've talked about it. If you're a buyer and you're looking in an area where maybe now you think, you know what, there's opportunity because our price level is matching with what some of these sales are. Yeah. Don't just book showings and assume I've got 1.5 to spend and all these houses are now either sitting or selling at 1.4 so that should be plenty. Right. Because there's people who are just not selling because they want mm-hmm. 1.7. We need to be proactive and maybe it's annoying, maybe it's not, right? But if we don't ask the questions we don't know. And The the road will go in whatever way it's meant to go, but you save yourself and your clients and your colleagues a lot of heartache by just getting ahead of it rather than going through all the steps, waiting three days for an offer date. We've both in the last week had offer dates where we were the only one at the table and it still didn't sell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a conversation with an agent, a listing agent that had no idea what the expectations of his clients were in terms of sale price and said to me, I probably wouldn't have taken the listing if I knew what price they wanted for this house. So
0: in that case, did that agent tell you when they realized the expectation? Was it on offer day? Yeah. See, that's ridiculous. they,
1: They received the offer um, you know, truthfully, it was a low ball offer. My clients were willing to go up, but this is how they wanted to start. Um, and he said that, you know, they, this is, this is the price range they wanted. And I don't agree with them. And as like, I probably wouldn't have taken the listing. So I'm not even, he's like, I'm not even doing uh, a realist. Like I'm just doing a price change. And if if they don't get what, they want. Because you know what's funny? I saw this listing before it was staged. I don't know what why they put it up on the market before then, but it was, I, well, no, they tried it at a different price. This is what confuses me even more because they tried listing it at a different price. I guess they never got any offers on offer night. They relisted it, staged it, cleaned it. It looked better. Um, and then again, so I don't know why the price conversation never came up, but maybe everybody just assumed that this is what you're going to get. And, you know, whatever happens, happens, whatever offer you get, you'll negotiate and accept. And that obviously wasn't the case. They had different, uh, different expectations in mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the market's always moving, but it really seems lately like it is week to week different. Right. Yeah. So if you have a conversation with a client, let's say you're listing their place but you're not going to list for another month or another yeah. whatever. You need to revisit things when you hit the market and make sure whatever you discussed in the interim is still where your head's at because you yeah. need to be comfortable that they understand where things are at. Maybe things are better, maybe things are worse, but um that's where you run into problems and it's not even necessarily week to week or month to month because you know the situation I had was different. We were there and the day before well, we had put in a preemptive offer that wasn't accepted because they wanted a bit more. And this particular agent did tell me what the comps they were using were, which is always a great question to ask. We've talked about that before. Like what just to give us some direction, not what's the price you want, but can you direct me to the comps that you're that you've kind of used and are looking at? So at least we can form an expectation and see if it's reasonable. The comps were fine. Um, And so we were prepared to come in on offer date. And on offer date, we were, again, the only ones. And knowing that our preempt was not adequate, we were ready to improve. Um, Even though the market around us was going down, we really liked the place. But then the agent came back and said, you know, I don't know how to tell you this, but we're not going to get a deal done today because my client's expectations are just madness, like really high. Yeah. Even though two days earlier, the expectations were borderline reasonable. And the reason is because the day before a property that wasn't even in the area sold for more money Yeah, and it changed the expectation of the seller and he didn't tell his agent until something came in. So my advice to seller agents, well to all agents, to all of you is to keep that communication real time, like real time, real time. And also, don't when you know that expectations have changed. I know that there's a a propensity for agents to want to bring in more offers, even if you know things are going to be tough, because the more people who come in, you know, the more likely it is you're going to get competition and maybe a higher number. Try your best to do the right thing. And if you know that your client's expectation is out to lunch and you know people are coming forward with offers that are no good, don't push them to make an offer, right? Don't Mm -hmm. tell them, hey, just put something in and we'll try to get something done. If in fact, you know, there's no hope and it's hard to do. And that's the kind of advice that most of you listening are going to say, yeah, that's easy to say, but we want to show our clients we got offers and all that. But at a minimum, help these other agents out, right? They're asking a question because they want to get a deal done as well. And they might Mm -hmm. not have the highest offer, but if you've got a property listed at 999,000 and you want 1.7 and you know Mm -hmm. someone's going to come in at ask and they say, do you think that will be enough? Mm -hmm. Like have a heart and say, I don't think that will be enough, right? You don't have to say we want 1.7.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because you want to work in your seller's best interests as well. For sure. Um, But yeah, there's a line that you draw that... you don't want to be completely ridiculous either. So I get that.
0: It's just, it's our job to obviously service our clients to the best of our ability. And I'm not a fan of those situations anyway. Like don't no. list at 999 if you want one seven. I just think well, that that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and you should get what's coming to you in those situations, which hopefully isn't 47 offers that are all lower than what you want. Yeah. Um, but for all of us to work well together, regardless of what your strategy is, you need to keep communication open and you need to at least help guide people to help you achieve your goals as well. Because again, people are asking questions because they want more information. So they're not making bad assumptions and wasting your time. The same way you should not be making assumptions to waste your client's time or everybody else's time either.
1: Yeah. One area where I find uh, assumptions are made or where I've been... have become more clear with clients is in the home inspection where buyers get a home inspection done. And I assume that they know that we're really trying to understand if there are any major issues that would run you into problems where you don't want to go through with the deal. Whereas a lot of times people see the report afterwards and see 49 little things that need to be fixed. And all of a sudden they say, well, let's, let's get all these fixed and then we'll, we'll go through with the deal. Um, So I've really, started to preempt that ahead of time and when there is an inspection let them know that just so you know the report is going to be a a big report because that's what the home inspector does but a lot of these are typically minor issues that just come with home ownership and these things are not things that we can negotiate for the seller to do we're doing a home inspection to ensure there's nothing huge that is going to impact your decision so That's become really helpful if that's helpful for anybody else, especially as we get more into a slower market and hopefully more home inspections will be done.
0: Well, and and that's another big one that people should get. Stop assuming now, if you're one of those people who says we can't possibly have a condition on the deal, right? There's going to be situations. Every seller wants a firm offer, obviously. But if, if we start to tiptoe away from the uber competitive market or even not, you know, like First of all, don't assume that your clients are prepared to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And get ahead of that. Explain to them yeah. the value of conditions and, and what the risk is of not having them. Um, but put it in there. Like as a selling agent, don't expect everything's gonna be clean. And as a buying agent, don't feel the need to do that. The instructions are still gonna say, obviously we prefer a firm offer and that's fine. And yes, is your offer, add a detriment to another that's firm. If you have conditions, Obviously it is, but that's always the case and yeah. it's still our job to protect our clients. So understand that, understand with inspections, like you're saying that if someone provides one to you, it might not be as thorough a version of an inspection as if you did one yourself, yeah. right? Like a pre-list inspection generally is not pointing out every little thing. The 49 things right. might not be there the same way they would be the other way, Yeah. but make sure you understand what's important and what isn't. Right. Agreed.
1: Can you think of anything else that is like more tangible type
0: situations? I think from a, a due diligence perspective, I don't, and I hate to say this, but I don't think it's wise for us to assume that everybody working across the table from us has done everything the way that we would do it mm-hmm. if we were an agent, if we yeah. aren't what well, we are an agent, but like if we were <laughs> listing a place You know, things like disclosures and things like talking about what's a rental and what isn't or pointing out a right of way or whatever, the things Mm -hmm. that maybe will come out in the long run, but at a time where it's more uncomfortable, this is another reason why you've got to, if you don't see something, it doesn't mean it's not there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like water tank is something I've seen a lot of people bring up lately is like, well, they didn't say it was a rental so we didn't put it in the agreement and now the agreement's firm and my buyer wants to sell to buy it out like do you really want to be in that situation of as a buyer's agent like why don't you just ask, i've been in that you know? situation yeah i know yeah but sucked. like it's just it, it does like obviously it falls on the listing agent to inform anybody that's making an offer about rental items but as the buyer's agent, don't assume, just ask the question. I mean, if you ask the question you're told there's not, and then find out later that that it is, then that's another story. But um, you know, I think a lot of people think, well, if the agent doesn't disclose it, then it's their problem if it becomes an issue. It's like that it becomes everybody's problem if if it's an issue, because now your buyer's pissed off. You're trying to figure out how to make it work. And then you're you're probably offering to pay for half of it because you just want the problem to be gone. So it's just it, the more information you can uncover beforehand and as, assume that. You're going to have to deal with it down the road. If it's not uncovered, then it's, it's, you're better off. Everybody's better off.
0: Well, that's it. It's you've got to, that is an assumption you should make. The assumption should be that you don't see everything you need to see. There's always more to know, especially in a rushy market where you've got a half an hour to see a home and you've got to write something up quickly, or you're up against a bunch of people and you've got the pressure of, well, there's all these other offers. It is your job to get all the information. Right. And never worry about being annoying when it comes to asking more questions and to finding out more about what you and your client need to know to make an informed decision. Because like you said, you will be wearing it later, whether or not it was done legally. That's not, that's not what this is about. Everything's done legally.
1: Well, that's, yeah, that's what kills me is when you ask an agent, how much is the water tank a month, hot water tank rental? Like I don't know, like it's like probably like $20 or $30. It's a hot water I'm, tank. How
0: much is hot water? Like yeah, that's what I'm asking. Who,
1: who knows? Like sometimes they can be more costly. And and it, it's it's all those little things that when a buyer finds out right before closing, it just sets them right off. It could be an extra $10 a month. That's going to be a problem. I guarantee you. So try to mitigate all of those little mistakes along the way because it'll just make your life a lot easier.
0: Totally. We we talk a lot about. The the pit of your stomach during any deal before, during or after where you start to think like those
1: things, I
0: hope they don't find out this, or I wonder what would happen Uh, if this was the case, you know, or they're going to be mad or they're going to be happy. If you have any of those feelings, you need to ask more questions and you need to do it right now. You're already late. A hundred
1: percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Every time it never fails. When a little thought comes into my head and I don't ask the question, it always comes up afterwards. Every time.
0: Every so, time, that's yeah, a fact. Every
1: time, I, I mean, it could happen. It could come up in like a year's time. It still comes up.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. So, And, yeah. and you're never going to have the full picture, right? Like it's just, that's yeah. just not how it works. And, and we're not trying to be unreasonable in saying get as much information as is out there because there's always going to be things, even with yeah. the most diligent, you could be the only buyer. You could spend three days of due diligence. You could have lawyers looking at things. Something will still come up or something that you don't know about your client will be brought up later. Yeah, You know, they didn't realize that the second drawer in the kitchen sticks when it closes and now they want a refund of $1,000, right? Mm -hmm. Like who knows? But there's a certain level of reasonable service that is a minimum that I do believe a lot of us have let go. It's not that Mm -hmm. we don't have it. It's not that our intention isn't there. And I'm not saying there's bad agents, but I think in the heat of the rush that we've been in for years now, and of this need that our clients are putting on us of like, I need to see it. I've got clients who when something and I'm sure everybody out there has it. They see listings before I do because they're on all sorts of things. And they're like, we need, can yeah. we see this in like an hour? Because it's going to be yeah. gone. And then they want to make an offer that night. It's impossible to do the due diligence you need to to responsibly advise somebody. But we need to work within, you know, being the ones who understand how important a decision this is for our clients. When emotion gets the best of them, It's our job to not take advantage of that, but to take a step back and make sure they understand what's going on so that we can understand Mm -hmm. what's happening.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah, this entire industry is, and life is built on assumptions, right? We're never going to have all the info, but when it comes to real estate, legally speaking, the only info we're not allowed to have is what somebody else is offering, right? Like, I don't think there's anything else we're not allowed to find out if we have the time to do so. Right. You can always find yeah. out what your client wants, thinks, right. If they yeah. refuse to tell you it is what it is, but that's, you know, if you don't yeah. ask the question, you'll never know. And Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and like, you know, dig a little deeper on reactions that you get from your clients. Like if they're upset, find out why don't assume, you know, why, um, because it could be something completely different than what you're thinking. Um, like Brene Brown is so great for that, talking about like the story I'm telling myself because most of the stories I tell myself aren't actually accurate. So well, look, look at us, um, look at yeah. like when when we I'm started talking about really yeah. Yeah. That, yeah
0: yeah like when we started doing that and we've been yeah. together now what is it twenty one years twenty one years we've been together yeah. I mean we've been whatever roughly give or take and <laughs> half our lives take
1: a few years and.
0: We, after the majority of those years, still make assumptions about each other, even yeah. though we know each other better than most people know each other. Mm-hmm. And when we take a step back and say, the story I'm telling myself is that you want to poke my eyes out right now, you know, you might say, you're right, but, <laughs> but more <laughs> often not than good. not, you're saying, no, I actually want to, you know, I actually want to dislocate your shoulder and kick you in the crotch. <laughs> I don't know. But no, normally it's the opposite. It's normally not yeah. what we think because we project yeah. ourselves. What would yeah, I do that's in this a situation? Huge thing
1: Or ex- our past experiences. And so when it right. comes to clients, you know, if you had a bad experience with a client, like I find you continually project your bad experience onto other clients when they act in a remotely, any sort of negative way. So,
0: right. It's, and you it's know really what? A... Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That is, though also a benefit that supports this like you don't want to think that everything's going to go badly that's the wrong assumption to make but the bad Mm -hmm. experiences we've had need to shape our thought processes in in saying this could go wrong right like if we've been burned once because we didn't even realize that's a thing yeah don't make that mistake again like and that's equal parts assuming it could happen and also mm-hmm. getting ahead of it by now asking the questions you didn't know or think to ask the last time when it burned you. Right. Like exactly. this is what makes us better is having the shitty situations and learning from those two. And I'm yeah. amazed we've gone, I don't know how long this episode has been, but neither of us has dropped the whole, you know, what happens when you assume. Oh God.
1: I was thinking you were going to bring that I'm up. I'm not going to. That's all I'm
0: saying. <laughs> I, re- I, I I'm sh- shaking my finger. You know what happens. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, Look it up, look it up. That's so much better than if you don't know now, you know, if you don't know, look it up. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I I think if we haven't ranked, like I am assuming everybody understands what we're talking about by now, maybe that's not a safe assumption by all means, reach out to us, talk it through with us, give us your comments about things that you've been burned on or saved yourself from by getting ahead of these things. Um, but just know and, and take a step back to be mindful of what, what blanks you're filling in. And yeah, your face is frozen in a really funny position right now. So this is recording my voice while you're... <laughs> there oh, crap. I was going
1: to pic- take a picture of you. <laughs> this
0: is nice because on the video side, I believe it's my computer that's recording it. So your frozen head is going to be what everybody <laughs> sees after this. And it was spectacular. It was fantastic. What was Um,
1: my face like?
0: It was kind of like this. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, I'm going to trust that that audio got recorded. Um, I I heard you through the wall. That's good. I was trying to drop sweet science, but there comes a point in every episode where my sweet science becomes ranting garbage. So... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as, as, as you give me the nod of approval. So that is all from me on this episode. We will be back again next week. And I assume you'll be listening. I'll assume we've gained <laughs> some subscribers and listeners rather than the other way around. That's right.
1: All right. Until next week.
0: Keep don't fit. Don't assume.
1: <laughs> Keep fit
0: and don't assume. Don't assume. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Level up. Level up! never, up! never, up! Level up! never, up! never, up!